Hi, everyone, and welcome to the In It Together podcast. I'm Carrie Kirpin. And I'm Dave Kirpin. And we are here to talk to you about a variety of things. First, we're going to talk about what's happening in the world as it pertains to relationships. What's happening in the world today, Dave? What's on top of everyone's mind? Well, <laughs> let's see. There's always lots of stuff going on in the world. But I, I think uh, last night, of course, uh, was the Iowa caucus. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't yet know who won or really anything about the results, except there were some snafus. Are we allowed to curse on this podcast? Uh, I guess. It seems sure. like it was a total shit show. Wouldn't a you shit say? show, indeed. A shit show, in fact. A shit show, indeed. So, 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 I, I, I got to thinking, maybe we should talk a little bit about politics and relationships because politics is such an easy topic. I think immediately it's just something that really brings everyone together. Yeah. When I think relationships, I think politics. Jo- totally, because well, we all know that. Uh, well, I will say this. Okay. If you agree. Politically, if you're super well aligned, two people in a relationship, like we are pretty much, right? Uh, I think that helps a lot. It definitely does. But what do you do when you're not aligned? Now, by the way, you and I are aligned, but we're not always completely aligned. Like we have generally the same values and leanings, but a lot of times we have certain dif- differences in candidates. We don't need to go into that here. But sometimes, as you know, in lead-ups, <laughs> in primaries, we have we have some differences. But I, but I'm really curious how the people of the world who have totally different opinions politically can be together. Right, like uh, like uh, Trump's. Uh... Oh. Please. That's a whole... Conway? Conway, yeah. yeah okay. That's, Kellyanne Conway. Okay. Married to George. They're like okay. literally the opposite. No, 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 it's no, no, crazy. no. Let's Let's break that down for one second because that's not just feeling different politically. That's feeling different politically and sharing um, negative information, uh, not only about the other's uh, political like party, literally but about their other. boss. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, it's really, that's like War of the Roses level stuff. How do they stay married? I don't know. But here's my question to you. What do you think? So if we had really different values in And are area, you going to allow me to talk about my political candidates or you don't want to even, you're not You can talk it. about your political candidates all you want. I just think, like, <laughs> I don't know about you and I don't know about our listeners, but I am just... Um, flooded with this info and so much around the topic like i'm interested in i'm interested you you're more into this than i am you know overall politics i am just flooded with all of it and i i just can't imagine i already feel like the world is so divided i couldn't imagine if my house was divided like whoever your candidates are they're not so far off from mine we're not talking apples and oranges so imagine that you were i well, so? well, let's say let's say that I was a Yang ganger, which I ah! think I am a Yang ganger. That's okay. pretty much that is Yang is as different from from any of the other Democratic candidates as as anyone I would say for sure. So if we were to discuss that with these kind of different, if we had different leanings in that area, I might say, look, I really value experience. I really value this, that, and the other. But but fundamentally, our values fall in the same place. So what do you? What do you do? And I, I think you have to try and, um, do you avoid it? Do you listen without judgment? Like, what do you do? Well, I think you listen without judgment to the extent possible. And I think, frankly, if the values are so different, then how did you end up married in the first place? Right? I mean, oh, to well, me, I think that's a bigger question. Can you marry someone with different political values? I think right. you can. I think you can. I do. It depends on how divided. Like, it's, 
you can marry you don't think you can marry somebody with uh, different fiscal values than you could could could, could, have, could you think of that pro-choice pro-life like that's could, a whole could, other topic I, I, i'm just saying i'm yeah. just saying could you see somebody that is pro-choice being happily married to somebody that is pro-life like that's a really divisive issue I don't know. I have to say, I don't know the answer to that question. I think it would be really hard, but I think if you, if you love someone and they can articulate their point of view in a way that you respect, maybe. Right. Maybe. Right. Because I think it's about it's about how you communicate it, and it's about how you how you perceive it. The question is, can somebody with with a position in that particular area or another very very sensitive area respect somebody else? I guess you can still. I guess so, but I gotta tell you, disagrees with you. But I don't know about you. I'm I'm reaching my politics limit right now. Okay, so we're moving on. I'm reaching it. I'm there. We gotta stop. And that could be the trick too. Keep them. Keep it short. Don't talk about politics too much. There you go. Yeah, there's lots of other fun things to talk about. Let me just say to our listeners, if if you have feedback for us on this or anything, you know, we got a lot of really great feedback on our on our first episode. So thank you so much to all of our listeners that 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 wrote us, that tweeted us, that wrote on LinkedIn. Mariah, I'm giving you a shout out because you even recorded a voicemail for us through the Anchor.fm platform. How cool is that? Also, it was like a prequel. You know, it wasn't even out yet on iTunes. We weren't so on Apple. On Apple. So it was really, it's, it's, um. So this is sort nice. of like episode one. It is. But every episode with you, Dave, is like episode one. It's oh, like God. we're doing it all again. Yeah, right. All right, let's move on. Pol- I gotta get right. politics My point my is, if you have thoughts about this, if you know better than we do <gasps> on how people can stay together when their political beliefs are different, we want to hear from you. Let us know <sighs> what you think, and we'll, we'll go over listener comments and questions uh, in our next episode. So, okay, we're moving away from This Week in the World. What's next, uh, my co-host? I don't know. It's up to you. Well, maybe you want to talk about what's this week in our house? Okay. Sounds like a plan. What do you so, want to talk about? This is your so, choice. Well, you know, you, you walked in the door just um, just uh, uh, half an hour ago or so. You were in Chicago. Uh, yes. And, and doing some travel. And with our au pair on vacation, it, uh, it was uh, it was daddy, uh, daddy daycare, daddy in charge the last couple days. Um, it's funny. I, I did a I worked from home today, obviously, and I, I did a call this morning and I'm doing a video chat and the laundry machine is, 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 is in the background of the video chat. And so my, my client jumps on. He's like, what are you uh, multitasking right now? And I said, well, I actually am uh, 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 working from home and my wife is traveling and my au pair is off. So, so I'm not doing laundry, but I probably should be doing laundry right now. Uh, I think, you know, one of the one of the challenges in our relationship over the years has definitely been managing uh, a travel schedule where both of us are, you know, through at different times in our in our marriage and businesses have had at times a lot of travel. And that's not an easy thing to deal with because when one person's away, it's it's a strain on the relationship and it's a strain on the parenting. So so. Have we? I think we do it very well now, but have we always done it as well? I think there are many, many different elements to managing work travel as a family. So I think we've nailed the scheduling part, which is we meet on Sundays always to go through the week. We have a plan. We always have a plan for childcare. Everything is updated in our calendars, which is something that I, um, as more of like a flow through life person, um, was really uh, had a struggle with, like because I I put all of my organizational skills and all of all of the business side of me into our business, and so managing our home like a business 
was very challenging, but once I adopted that, it did go a lot smoother. But I also think there are so many nuances to this. There's, I mean, we talk about it all day. There's mom guilt. There's making sure I'm not micromanaging from afar. I mean, there's, I just had that, if we're talking about this week in our house, last night, Kate must have had her phone in her bed because she accidentally called me, like she butt dialed me at two in the morning. So I was asleep. So I wake up and it's, it's five in the morning in Chicago. Get, I'm getting ready to get on a flight and I see that I missed this call. So of course I'm panicked. And I'm like, is she okay? Is she okay? And then I'm like, how many times do I text Dave before he replies? And I know you don't like, <laughs> you know, I don't want to micromanage because I know you've got it and you are a super dad. But like, how how many times? Because it's early. I know you're not up yet. Yeah. And I'm panicked. Like, it's about, I think the nuances when you travel is about, you have to let go of a certain amount of control, yep. especially as a mom. And, yep. and you know, for me, it's like, I, I want to control everything in the yep. household because it's it's my value as a mother. And so I can keep things in order. But if I am gone, I can't control it. And honestly, it goes to you. Now, you happen to be extremely capable and amazing at this, but it doesn't change the fact that I want to know everything and be in charge. And it's very hard what you have to sacrifice in the balance of working together and traveling. That's right. There's some trust involved. And even on my end, I had I had a similar experience where Seth was a little a little sickly last night. I gave him some, uh, he had a headache. I gave him some Tylenol. Um, he had a bit of a cough. And I didn't want, I wanted to tell you because I didn't think it'd be right not to tell you, but I didn't want to alarm you. So instead of, I didn't mention anything last night. And then I said, this morning, I'm just going to tell you you know, I'm, I'm, I think he's well enough to go to school, but um, just so you know, I did give him, you know, some Tylenol last night, and you know, everything's okay. Um, was that was that okay? Should I have given you more information? Would you, would you rather think, not hear anything? Honestly, it depends on how much you would want to hear my opinion. Like if he, if you, if you're going to make the call, and I'm empowering you to make that call, we've decided that together. Then I would like to know but not, I don't need to then be involved. If you're making the choice, like for me, I'm immediately like, does he have a fever? Don't mask a fever because then other kids can get sick and I'll start to really obsess. But if if it was really just that he was feeling a little down, that that's okay. But the point is I didn't have the control. You had the control. And I think so much of this and so much around work travel and all of it um, and so much around being working parents is around communicating and setting a precedent for what works for your family. Like you cannot, when you are taking care of them, you can't be micromanaged. It, it is detrimental to our marriage. And I know, I mean, what what's the worst that happens? You're not doing things exactly how I would do them? Oh, well. Right. And I had to let go. For me, if I wanted to be successful in my career and successful as a mom, I had to let go of control and I had to trust in you that you were a valued partner, not only in the professional world and successful world, which is where all of these people know you, but also like, yeah, if you have to do the laundry, you'll do the laundry and you'll make the decision about Seth going to school. And it really had to be more of a 50-50 partnership in that way and um, letting go of control. Yeah, yeah. So I think trust and letting go are the key issues here. Although, don't don't sleep on scheduling. I mean, ske- oh, ske- we've yeah. come a long, long way. I think back to the uh, the time when we went to Florida, uh, the two of us, um, and left the kids, you know, with child <laughs> by care. themselves. No, no, they had they had they had the nanny, but 
but it was the day of the standardized test and we didn't plan that I, in advance. I can't bring up such a painful memory. I have blocked that from and my memory. We it both was her felt first, such like, guilt. In New York, I don't know where you're listening, but everyone New York, has standardized have, state tests. Yeah, yeah, but they're like the level of stupid, unnecessary pressure around these tests. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And it was like her first test, third grade. It was third grade, right? Yes. Wasn't she with Mrs. Baxter? Yes. Yes, who is now my very best friend in the world. So it's it's really, uh, all things come full, come full circle there. So she took care of her. But let me tell you something. That was awful. Yes. So so watching the calendar, you're, you're correct. You're correct that we need to pay close attention to the calendar. But can I tell you, I'm going to tell you a pet peeve though. Uh, Are you uh -oh. ready? Uh-oh. Live, right here. Uh-oh. Okay. I'm in the doghouse again. I, no, if I ask you, if I say, well, what are we doing? When are we having dinner with so-and-so? Or I ask you something and you write back, it's in the calendar. Like, Well, isn't the whole point yes, that you don't have to ask me? Yes, I understand that you, you value efficiency, but sometimes I want to just ask you versus just having it, uh, having like a robot through my calendar. Okay. okay? It's just okay. a piece of feedback. <laughs> Only because you brought that up and we're live. <laughs> this is not even related and yet tit for tat. Do you remember oh, when- Oh God. Do you know what Here I'm gonna we say? go. No, okay. I just know you're gonna catch. She would ask me to pick her up at the train, okay? Oh, I, would, I hate this. I would ask, okay, when does the train get in? And she wouldn't know. But how do I know exactly? I'd have Look to go up the train and you schedule. You know that the train is approximately 38 minutes. Why so should I have to I look say, up the train schedule? If I say I'm on the 511, you add 38 minutes. But why not just tell me, can you pick but me you up know. at 5555? Because you know. Because, it's, because you showing you know shows that you care. And that is a beautiful reflection of our love. You see, these are the types of things that maybe you didn't need to know about the Kirpins. But let's go actually from that. Yes. How do we just stay so functional like this, Dave? How are we so functional? We've got to give you a hack so you too can be functional like we are. So so, so last time we, we, we introduced the Enneagram and we only just scratched the surface on it. So, you know, to those we'll of you that asked episode, about yeah. it, there's going to be more of the Enneagram. It's a huge part of our relationships and our lives. I'm a huge, huge fan. But uh, we wanted to give you an overview of another kind of crazy thing that we do here uh, in, in Kirpin land. And for us, we wanted to give you, for, for a hack, I want it to be something simple that you can put into your relationship right now. And the Enneagram is definitely simple, but requires a level of explanation that's like a whole episode. So we're giving you a hack right here. Okay, so uh, so so we got this from a therapist, Kelly, who was a fantastic therapist, and we saw for a while, and mm -hmm. just to help help us fine tune our relationship. I'm a huge fan of therapy. We can talk more about that another time, but I think we can all benefit from 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 therapy. And she gave us this this idea of supporting each other throughout the week, and then having a ritual to come together um, and deal with the the regular BS, the scheduling, but also just check in about our relationship. So so what we do, we and this is a little, do you I, wanna talk about it? I, yeah. I, I, I see your name next to I it think on the thing. that's correct, okay. it's me, it's Go my ahead. turn. I'm gonna shut up. It's my turn, it's my turn. Okay, this is why I wanted to talk about this. So every week we sit down. This is when we, by the way, review our schedules and all of it. We have like a meeting. We sit down and we say, okay, how was last week? And you rate it from a scale of one to 10. But before we actually do that, we have to warm up and be in a good place because that means you're gonna have to take feedback. And so what we did was throughout the week, we have a little jar that sits in our kitchen, which is called quite cheesily, the love jar. 
and you put things that you notice about the other partner and actions that they did in the week that really you appreciated. So, Can I just say that for, for the dudes listening out here, I know this sounds like super feminine and like not like sort of like traditional male, but... I, I really love it personally. If I you want to give it a dutier name, ooh, dutier. <laughs> do- okay, if you want to, if I mean, you want to give it a name like I'm, that, in, you could in, call it like the thanks jar. In or, moments of masculinity, right yes. now, right now, I'm just I'm feeling. Um, but it's fine. It's all good. For the record, I love, you the, love, love the love jar. I love the love okay, jar. I'm admitting so it. You put all week. You're like, hey, thanks. Um, the one I put every single week is thanks for getting me coffee in the morning because he always goes to Dunkin' Donuts and gets me coffee without my asking, which makes me so happy. Or like, really appreciate it. Or if I'm traveling, I'll say really appreciated how you got, uh, you took care of Seth when he was sick or any of these different things or, or helped Kate get ready in the morning. Any of these things or Little you things. Look, and they could be like, you looked great when you went out that night. Like, you know, there can be all different kinds of things. And um, so you fill the love jar in the week. Like you just do the best you can to just notice each other. So at the start of the meeting, you start by reading the notes from the love jar and you take turns reading them to each other. So that gets you warmed up for the more challenging conversation occasionally of rating the week. So on a scale of one to 10, how did your week go? And you rate it and you say, okay, my week was an eight, let's say, which is a good week. You would say, okay, great. What made it an eight and not a six or a seven? So here are the the good things that we do. And then after that, uh, then, then we write write it down. Uh, well, we say what made it an eight. And no, oh, yeah, sorry, so sorry. We we learned that from Kelly, right? So, so what made it an eight and not a six or seven? What were the best things? Yeah. You know, and then and then what made it an eight and not a nine or a ten? Well, how could it have been better? Exactly. And so, what it, that gives you a chance to do is give feedback about as many little things as you want because you are already warmed up with all of the good things. You heard all of these great things about yourself for the week. You're feeling really good. You're feeling really great about why it was a good week. And even if you rate it like a five, why wasn't it a four or a three? There's right. always good to find in the week. Unless it's a one. You would never rate <laughs> We've a never one. We've never had a one. No. Even on our worst weeks. No, no, no. One, yeah. sh- one should not be allowed. I, I don't believe one's. Is be one an automatic divorce or is it? Oh. Uh, no, but it's get your butt to therapy for sure. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So once you've done that, it allows you to say, well, what didn't, why wasn't it a nine or a 10? And so that allows you to really express. So a lot of times for me, I don't know about you, but I have trouble. I often let things build. And then I become extremely resentful over time. And so instead, when I'm saying to Dave, something I might never ordinarily bring up, but I might say, hey, you know, I noticed, let's say I didn't like that you didn't text me about Seth and the Tylenol, which I actually was totally fine, but I'm using it as an example because it's the first thing that popped in my head and we're going live. Okay. So let's say I said that. So I I would say, hey, you know, what made it, what made it an eight and not a nine or a 10? I really wish like when I'm traveling, I need you to communicate with me about the kids before you make the decision and just say to me, like, I'm going to make the decision, but I wanted to let you know. So you can let me know if you don't want my feedback or something like that. Um, I think that those are the types of things that I wouldn't even recognize if I weren't taking the time to thoughtfully think about the week. And I think that's why that has been so instrumental, at least for me. I'd love to hear why it worked for you. For me, it worked because I have a lot of trouble giving feedback to you because I love you. I don't want to hurt your feelings. You do so many amazing things. You're a great husband. So it it makes it hard for me 
um, you know, this, this allowed me to give you feedback, like in a safe space. Yeah. For me, it's, it's funny. It's a completely different, um, motivation. I am super competitive, as you know, and I like to gamify everything. And to me, it's like gamifying our relationship. Like every week I try to make it a 10 and I try to get, um, you to rate it a 10. I want, I want to get the best week possible for us. And I want to sort of keep it at a 10 as long as possible. So for me, it's all about the competition um, and and tracking stuff and figuring out how we can improve always. I love how the approaches are totally different and the reasons are different and yet it's effective for both. Totally. That's crazy because it's totally different. Like I I do not need um, to, like I don't need a lot of entries in the love jar. It doesn't matter to me in the same way. Like I know you appreciate me. I want to hear all the time, like how can I, be better. I think a lot of the time for me, that's that's what I want, and mm. so I think you like being appreciated. I do, a, a, but, a I, lot, but, but I think it's I do, but I think that I don't need. I this is, I think I don't need to win the love jar game. Like you track, you do track. Who has more love jar entries? And by the way, who always has more love jar entries? Who wins? Who gets the most appreciation? You do. All right. We're running out of time. Uh, normally, we're, we would take listener questions at this point, but we're just starting out, and so we don't have any questions yet. So instead, I'm going to invite you all to share your questions about relationships, about careers, about parenting, about managing it in it together, as Carrie and I do every week. And I also want to ask you, thank you in advance for sharing this, for leaving a review, for subscribing. Um, each of those three things will help us build this, so hopefully we can reach more people. So please share, please review, please subscribe. Lots more to come. Carrie wants to say something brilliant. No, I was just going to say, if you try the Love Jar activity, you have to let us know how it goes. And also, send us a pic, like on Instagram or on stories or anything like that. If you have a Love Jar picture, if you make one, I actually made one. It's very crafty. And then I tried to make another one on Etsy, and it was a big fail and a whole thing. I tried to get one from someone, but it, it didn't work. Yeah, the, the other thing you can let us know. Tell so, us. I, so yeah, to give us feedback on social media. We're like super easy to find with some social media companies out there. So Dave Kirpin, Carrie Kirpin, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, or Snapchat, TikTok. You're even on TikTok. Oh, for all yes. the, For all the young couples listening. Oh, yes, <laughs> all those couples that are interested in working on their relationship using TikTok. You never know. Perhaps that could be a um, Do our kids listen? Probably not. Absolutely not. Definitely not. We can Absolutely talk about our kids. That means we can talk about them. That's no, exciting. No, we protect their privacy. All right, until <laughs> next time, this is Dave Kirpin. And this is Carrie Kirpin. We are in it together, and I hope you are too. Welcome to In It Together. I'm Dave Kirpin. And I'm Carrie Kirpin. And every week we talk about our relationship. We talk about what's going on in the world. And we talk about what it's like to build uh, a marriage and a family and careers all while doing it together. Yes, we do. And you know what my favorite thing about this podcast is, Dave? What's that, Carrie? I like that we switch off, that sometimes you're the boss and sometimes I'm the boss in who leads. Kind of like our relationship. That's exactly right. Except usually you're the boss. Yeah. I'm not going to argue with you on that one. So, so it is episode three, and it's a very special episode because it is Valentine's Day week. Love is in the air. So, what else could we possibly talk about on In It Together, the podcast, besides, of course, one of my favorite holidays of the year, Valentine's Day? Okay, you guys, can we get real about this right now? Because as much as Dave loves Valentine's Day, 
And Valentine's Day causes me massive anxiety. Oh no, anxiety. Oh my God, so much anxiety. But you're normally so laid back and relaxed about everything. Oh yes, that's me. So laid back and relaxed. Well, I will tell you that I am somebody who likes to make sure that I do the best job ever for all holidays for Dave. Like, and for my kids too. This is a big thing of mine. Like I have to exceed all expectations on gifts and any kind of like really thoughtful things around holidays. And so I put a massive amount of pressure around myself for Valentine's Day, which is so silly because this is a completely manufactured holiday. Yeah, the thing is about Valentine's Day, I, and I do get into it a lot myself, but let's, let's, let's be real here for a minute. You can express love for your partner 365 days yes. a year. Yes. And so the fact that there's an expectation that February 14th, you have to go berserk. I mean, I, I, I love, you know, Jim McCann is one of my greatest mentors, the founder and chairman of 1-800-Flowers.com. But let's face it, Valentine's Day is more about 1-800-Flowers.com and similar companies profiting than it is necessarily about true expressions of love. Such a cynic for somebody who loves these holidays. I'm shocked to hear this from you. Well, the thing, ironically, I will be spending a massive amount of money at 1-800-Flowers.com on I'm sorry? An edible Oh, an edible arrangement. Of course, of course. On, uh, on, on my friends and, and, and family. But what I like to do for Valentine's Day is I'll get uh, each of my uh, four Valentines something special. Uh, so, of course, you, Carrie, uh, I like to go all out uh, for. And I'll probably get you a beautiful uh, edible arrangement uh, this That's year. That's my favorite. Good. And then uh, the girls, uh, I traditionally get giant stuffed animals, which I know you enjoy a lot. Oh, for the love. Well, can, first of all, can you please say how old our girls are? Well, they're, they're uh, 16. <laughs> Almost 17. 12. Almost 13. And, my, of course, our son is four and a half. We need to, I'm sorry, we have to go off script. We must discuss. We don't have a script. Stuffed animals, <laughs> but we have topics. Yes. Why in the world would we still be getting large stuffed animals, AKA dust collectors to sit in our house? You see it as what? An act of love that they have these giant stuffies to cuddle? They're old. They do love the stuffed animals. Dave. They've kept them forever. One day we'll share with podcast listeners the story of Giant Olaf, a six foot tall uh, stuffed animal that lived in my house for a long time until his neck broke and fell over. But that's a story for another day. Back to Valentine's Day. Back to Barry. (laughs) Barry, Barry your Valentine's. I love Barry. Yes, Barry the bear. So, okay, so on Valentine's Day, you do something special for all four of us. Yes, so 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 we we, we, I have a date with each of them. So I'm going to be having breakfast uh, with uh, with. Seth. Okay. Uh, no, sorry. Breakfast with Charlotte. Okay. And, and you know, what, what the girls like about Valentine's Day the most is that I pull them from school. So uh, I pull Charlotte from uh, the morning for breakfast after I drop Seth off. And then this year, Kate has figured out that she can miss more school if she requests a movie date than a uh, meal. So I'm going to be taking Kate to a movie. And then after school, when I pick up Seth, will be my date with Seth. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you and I have a wonderful night planned Friday night this year, Valentine's Day. So, so we get to party it up all night long. I wonder why I would feel any pressure around Valentine's Day. You're just so low-key about it. It's not a lot going on at all. No, I, well, for me, it's like, it's, 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 with the kids, I think it's a fun tradition. 
And, you know, like you said earlier, Carrie, you, 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 we do get into holidays around the Kerbin household, and I know you go out of your way to do awesome things. And so for me, Valentine's Day feels like, I know this is a little traditional, a little uh, chivalrous, a little masculine, but for me, Valentine's Day feels like a uh, date that I can kind of own and, and, and be the one that, that, that prepares and plans, if that makes sense. Ah, so Valentine's Day, I shouldn't feel pressure because it's your day. Well, I mean, I mean, I think that's kind of, I know, I think that's kind of true because your birthday, I go over the top and I try, you know, a lot of these, a father's day, I go over the top, but Valentine's day, you do kind of take the lead. I like that. Right. Now what I'm dying to know from our listeners, and by the way, thank you so much for all of your amazing reviews and ratings in the, in the Apple store. We, 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 we hit Apple this week, which is amazing. And uh, I appreciate very, very much all of your reviews and ratings in there and your feedback. What I'm curious about from our listeners, Carrie, is do, 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 do they, how big a deal is Valentine's Day to them? And is it across gender lines? Are the, you know, you think of women, you think of Valentine's Day as being something that women get excited about because it's marketed so heavily, I think. But is Valentine's Day, uh, maybe, maybe lots of other people are cynical about Valentine's Day and they don't make a big deal out of it. Do you really think that Valentine's Day is something that women get excited about? I mean, you, you Dave, let me ask you. Let this. me just break it down for you about yeah. Valentine's Day, okay? Yeah. First of all, single yeah. women hate Valentine's Day. Okay. Okay, so it becomes Galentine's Day or Palentine's Day and they do whatever. Singles they awareness can. Day, I yes, thought. exactly. And then also people who are together hate Valentine's Day because either you're set up for disappointment, like you think your husband's gonna bring you a card or bring you gifts and they don't, or you think um, your partner is not interested in celebrating and so you don't do anything, but then all of a sudden they come home with something huge and then you're like, oh shit, I didn't even get a card. So wait, I mean, Carrie, I There's know this is very cynical. Wrong. Hold on, hold on. Are you literally telling me, Carrie, that you think nobody out there likes Valentine's Day? That no, it's, it's completely I think manufactured some corporate like holiday? Valentine's Day. I think the key is to gain alignment with your partner on what Valentine's Day means to you because it, 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 the problem arises when you're off. Right. The problem arises when one goes out of their way, the other one doesn't. And so it's all about learning each other. Hopefully, if you've been together a long time, you've kind of figured this out. Either you don't care at all right. or you go big. Okay. So back to my question. For the listeners, how into Valentine's Day are you? And to Carrie's point, how aligned with you, uh, how aligned with your partner are you? Do you guys both go in Gung ho? Do you both? Are you both like screw that? It's too expensive to go out on Valentine's Day. We'll go out the following week. Um, how how do you guys treat Valentine's Day, and how aligned with your partner are you? I think it's a really valuable question and an important one to to answer ahead of time. Speaking of being aligned with your partner, I think that there is one of our hacks that taps into that really, really nicely. Understanding what your partner's needs are. Have you guys heard of love languages? It's it's kind of an an old an old program, right? How how do you describe the love languages? Sure. Is well, it, a, uh, it was a book originally. It, it it was. It is, in fact, a book. Uh, I want to say Gary Chapman, uh, but I let me let me make sure I'm not messing up I, his name. I can tell you that. Yeah, Doctor Gary Chapman. Oh, perfect. I, I actually, can tell you. Yes. When we learned about the love languages. That was like a big game changer for us. Well, let, let, let's talk about it. And the thing that I love about love languages is it's a great way for me to talk about the platinum rule, which I which I talk about, right? So the golden rule is is treat others as uh, you'd like to be treated yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And we all know the golden rule. 
But in uh, The Art of People, I, I wrote about the platinum rule mm-hmm. and how the platinum rule takes it a step further. And instead of treating others as you'd like to be treated, you treat others as they'd like to be treated. Uh-huh. And so the, the, the theory with the love languages, as you know, is that we all, there are five different love languages that, that we human beings respond to. So we've got quality time, we've got acts of service, we've got gifts, we've got touch, and we've got words of affirmation. So each of us has one of those that they really respond to. So if you're listening and you're new to love languages, think right now, which which of those five do you think would get you the most excited? Do you like getting a gift? Do you like when your partner sends you a random text telling you how great you are? Do you like going out together? Or do you like when your partner simply takes out the garbage? These are the types of things that matter to certain people. So for a little back rub. A back rub, right, the fifth. There are all of these different elements matter more to different people. And here's what's interesting. Generally, you, you partner with somebody and they have a completely different love language. So for me, like the, it's amazing if we are spending time together, so quality time, and also acts of service. Like, you want to make me happy? Take out the garbage or do clean up before I get home or like something small like that goes so much further than any gift. Like it do, gifts do not matter to me. It's not not so important. I just wanna know that really, A, I wanna make sure we're spending time together. B, I wanna make sure that you're doing stuff to help and in our partnership. And then C, really the last one is I wanna make sure that I feel um, like you appreciate me. And I, I have the words to support that. So, so, so for me, um, my, my love languages are gifts and words of affirmation. And so the challenge is that what happens a lot of the time is, and back to the platinum rule versus golden rule, a lot of the time we, we think within our own love language, so we tend to give based on our own love language. So here I was, because I respond so well to gifts, um, in the early years of my relationship with Carrie, I was giving her, I was buying all these expensive gifts, and then I was like, wait, why don't you appreciate this? And here I was the whole time spending thousands of dollars and all I had to do was take out the garbage and, <laughs> and, and go on a walk with her and she'd feel loved. I mean, how crazy is that? So, so now, now that I know that, uh, that Carrie's love languages are acts of service and quality time, I can put my wallet away uh, and I can focus on making sure I'm planning date nights and experiences together and lots of quality time and taking out the garbage every day even when I'm annoyed by it because I know it's gonna make her happy and feel loved. And it's all about understanding, of, of course, your own love language, but more important, your partner's love language and really being able to meet their needs and help them feel loved. And just understanding that you're going to naturally gravitate towards what you would want. So for me, I'm cleaning the house and I'm thinking, I'm doing so much here. I am cleaning, I am taking care of the kids. I'm like, I'm doing it. This this should really, really impress him. But in fact, Dave doesn't really care about acts of service at all. That's more really for me. So in terms of what I what literally happened, he could not care, care less about you cleaning the house, unfortunately. I know, I'm so but sorry. I do. So Well, I'm glad you you're go. happy. Yeah. I'm glad you're happy. Thanks.
So I think for for Dave, what he needs is words of affirmation, for sure. He needs to feel he has a value be, by being told you know, what things he does well. He needs to hear that feedback and that appreciation. And also, I think he enjoys quality time as well. I think like that's another important piece for him. And by the way, he also likes gifts. So, but they have to be, see, once you Definitely really Definitely gifts over partner, quality times. That's interesting that you said quality time. Well, because you like gifts, but you don't... The reason I didn't say gift second um, is that the type of gift that you want is not always like, hey, go I, go buy him something expensive. It's not. It's it's a thoughtful gift. So it has to be something that ties back. It has to be like a bright orange shoe or something like that. But it's still a gift over a quality time. And yeah. I do adore you. Yeah. And I love spending time with you. But you don't really need you. to hang out with me? I don't. That's oh, not my love language. Know. It's not my yes, love language. It's, it's your love language. It's true. So, so it's interesting. We actually saw a live... Uh, a live example of how Carrie knows me obviously better than anyone else on the planet. She's amazing. And yet still she defaulted on the second. She got the first dead on um, uh, in terms of words of affirmation. But on the second, she was, she, she said quality time versus gifts. And because, because that's her love language. And it's so easy for us to fall into that trap. I, I, it's so easy for me to get Carrie gifts. I still get Carrie gifts. And, and even though I know that it's not really what she wants or needs because I default to that because that's my own love language. And it's 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 not like we all love all five of these things to one extent or yeah. another, but it's really about always thinking that platinum rule that 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 what would the other person want most um, and trying to deliver that, which again it's it's really it's not easy. So Dave, I know you could talk all day about our love languages and really get into who we are, but I think what I'd like to do is make sure that our listeners have the tools that they need to take the quiz. It's a very simple quiz. Learn your own love languages and take it with your partner and share it and share your results with us. So this is very simple. There's a website where you can take the quiz and learn all about this. Of course, you can buy the book too. It's a great book, but I think you can, it's it's pretty self-explanatory once you take the quiz. So you go to fivelovelanguages.com and it's the number five, fivelovelanguages.com to take the quiz. So you take the quiz, send it to your partner. And you know, it's, by the way, it's really good for you to take even if you're single. So you know, yes. um, because it's not just for romantic love too. No. It's, it's in general, like how your parents or how your friends can best support you. I think it's a really, really good and interesting tool. So if listeners out there, I want to show their love, they can get me gifts. I'm a size uh, uh, 11 and a half and I love orange shoes. <laughs> well, just saying I have gotten some amazing orange shoes through the years because people know about that and they ask me my size. So why not just That's share great. it? Great, Wonderful. And if you guys uh, <laughs> want to get me a gift ever, you can just hang out with me. It's fine. Just yeah, exactly. Quality time. time. Just show right, up at our house. Right. Oh, yeah, so. right. That's perfect. That's great. <laughs> well, you can't really show up at our house. One thing you can do is leave reviews for this podcast and definitely subscribe. We're looking forward to seeing those reviews go up on Apple, and we're looking forward to getting more reviews because it helps us get to new and noteworthy. Yeah, my, my love language is reviews. <laughs> well, of course it is, because it's words of affirmation. Well, that actually is you true. You want everyone to tell you how great you are. And truth be told, I don't really care if you leave reviews, but it does help us. So I think that's really good. If I look at it like, that's great. But if you, it would be more like you, we were sitting and having a cup of coffee together and hanging out. You were like, oh, the podcast is great. That might be nice. But right. So if you love me, Leave me a review and send me uh, orange sneakers. And if you love Carrie, show up at our house um, and and do acts of service. Oh my God! If you take oh out the garbage God. for us, 
Yes. Everybody wins. Come, okay. Come to my house and take out my garbage. I will leave it right on the side. Ways to show your love. Take out the garbage, Take drive my kids around, and just help me get it all done. Because let me tell you, that's kind of difficult. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day. Until next time, this is Dave. And this is Carrie. And we are in it together. Yes, we are.